Today's story is Sunspot, Part 2, by Rando Calrissian. Arthur stood in a field covered in deep, rich, green grass. A man laid on the ground. His head was split open. Blood and gray matter stained the grass and the dirt beneath it. He raised his blood-soaked hands to his face. Instantly realizing the atrocity he had just committed, he rubbed the blood on his face and began to weep. He pulled his hands away from his face just to examine them one more time, to make sure this wasn't some sort of twisted dream. Suddenly, the blood on his hands began to turn black. He looked down to see a void forming beneath his feet. The man who lay on the ground began to decompose. A voice gently whispered, The voice repeated as it grew louder and louder. Arthur! Maria yelled. Arthur immediately jumped up from his sleep, his knife at the ready. He turned to see Maria standing outside of his tent. She looked concerned, confused. Are you ready to head out? She asked, her voice slightly shaking. Arthur looked down at his hands. They were clean. He closed his eyes and breathed a sigh of relief. Yes, he said, looking up at her. We should get moving. Arthur steps from his tent and saw that the stars were shining just a little brighter, illuminating the ice caps that stood on every single mound just a little bit more. This is what we count as daytime here. Maria giggled. Arthur looked at her. His face was blank, unamused by her joke. Maria cleared her throat. throat) We should move. Believe it or not, it's going to get much darker. It's unwise to stay out here for too long. Because of the Wendigo. Arthur mocked. Maria began to chuckle. (laughs) You say it as if it's a joke. She scoffed. I don't think you quite understand how dangerous and deadly these creatures are. They can slip by you unnoticed. They can get inside your head. She proclaimed as she stepped closer and closer to him. They're violent, ruthless, relentless. They believe this whole damn world belongs to them, and they'll cut down anything in their path just to prove it. She yelled in a fit of anger. She started to calm down and then softly said, You may not have a reason to fear these creatures now, but trust me, you soon will. After she said this, Arthur began to chuckle. I'm failing to understand what's so goddamned funny, she said as she pushed a heavy breath through her nostrils. (laughs) It amazes me that you still pretend you're human, he said, standing over her. Pretending that you can still feel emotions, such as fear. You are not human. You're a freak of nature, he scowled. How dare you? Maria yelled. This is my domain. We are on my world, not yours. I'm the queen of this planet and you will treat me as such, she proclaimed 
as a long, jagged claw began to protrude from her fingertips. Queen? Arthur mocked. A queen whose empire stands upon ice and volcanic ash. You, you are ruler of nothing. Arthur pulled out a knife from his belt and assumed a battle stance. Maria hissed as she assumed a battle stance of her own. Arthur charged her and stabbed her through the heart with his knife. He slowly twisted it as the knife sank deeper and deeper into her heart. Suddenly, Maria's face changed. It changed into the face of a man. The man screamed. Why? Why have you done this to me? Arthur's eyes grew wide. No. Arthur yelled as he pulled the knife out of his chest. He held his hand over the blood that was gushing from the man's chest. No. God, please, no. Arthur! A voice yelled as a hand grabbed him. Suddenly, Arthur was reeled back into reality. He looked around and noticed that they were in an underground bunker. Where the hell are we? Arthur asked, demanding an answer. In my base. We got here about an hour ago, Maria said, trying to calm him down. Arthur looked at his hands. They were covered in blood. What the hell happened? He inquired, while breathing heavily. It's alright. It's just an illusion. Close your eyes, she said, holding him down. Arthur did as she said. His heartbeat began to slow. His breathing became steady. He opened his eyes to look at his hands. Once again, they were clean. What happened? He asked as Maria let him stand to his feet. We walked here in silence. We came down the tunnel. Your eyes rolled to the back of your head and you started shaking, she said, examining him, trying to make sure he was all right. My apologies. We have a window in the building. He must have sensed your presence. Building? Arthur asked in confusion. Maria scanned her hand against a stone wall. A giant door opened. Inside were men and women in lab coats, all examining the single wendigo in the back of the room. When Arthur saw this, rage began to fill every ounce of his body. He turned around and grabbed Maria by the neck. He pinned her to the wall. Why are there humans here? He grunted through his teeth. Everybody in the lab began to swarm him, claws protruding from their hands and fangs from their mouth. Call them off. Arthur demanded. When Maria did nothing, Arthur tightened his grip. As he did so, Maria struggled to breathe, and through her shaken breath she barely uttered, Stand down. All the vampires in the room began to slowly back up, their eyes still fixated on Arthur. They're hybrids. They're all hybrids, aren't they? Arthur grunted. Maria's face began to turn blue. Just in human form, she said, trying to break free from his grasp. Vampire form dies in light. Maria could barely make out a sentence. Suddenly, Arthur released his hand from her neck. She fell to the floor on her hands and knees, coughing and hacking. As she coughed, she said, 
You should know better than anyone that vampires can't survive in light. They have to be in their human forms. She said, looking up to him. He knelt down to her and softly said, For your sake, I hope you're not lying. He looked down at her with his fist clenched. Show me the Wendigo. At the end of the room, in a glass container, the Wendigo stood. Arthur approached it. It stared at him, almost as if it recognized him. I can see your mark. A voice softly said from behind him. Arthur immediately turned around. He scanned the room. He observed all the creatures trying to pin the voice to one of them, although he couldn't. The voice continued. Did you honestly think you could hide forever? The voice said from behind him. Arthur quickly spun around to find himself in a blank space. Arthur's heart began to race as his eyes scanned the blank void. Arthur felt breathing on his neck. He slowly turned around to see a wendigo filling up the empty space. It was tall, but muscular. Its skin was charred and burnt. It gave off a foul odor of burning plastic and flesh. Its head had an elongated snout with sharp, jagged teeth. The skin that covered the head and the rest of the body looked melted and deformed. It had long, thick, black claws with pus oozing from every one. Beautiful, isn't it? A voice softly said from the darkness. Suddenly, a man in an all-black business suit with blood-red tie stepped out from behind the creature. Run along, my child. You are no longer needed. The man in black said, with a sadistic smirk on his face. Serpent. Arthur spat. What do you want? Arthur asked him in frustration. The man let out a sadistic laugh and a purr. <laughs> oh, it's not about what I want. It's what he wants. The man in black smiled to reveal yellow, rotten teeth and black gums that oozed. Tell me, why are you here? The man in black asked as he paced around Arthur. To kill the sunspot. Arthur replied as his eyes followed the man in black. The man in black began to laugh. <laughs> You'll find it's no use to lie to me. We both know that you have no love for these creatures. We also know that every civilization has a Wendigo, a creature made up entirely of that civilization's sins. He said as he began to purr. You also know that the Wendigos are a necessary evil. For the Wendigo comes at the point when the civilization is most divided, and it can either bring them together or tear them down. He said with a smirk. After all, you of all people should know what happens when you disturb the order of things. Arthur clenched his jaw and looked down to the ground. I of all people? He asked. Oh. Don't tell me you don't remember. <laughs> the man chuckled. When you tried to burn down the blood forest on Jupiter 
releasing the spore into the air, killing 98.9% of their population. He said, as he walked closer to Arthur. Arthur stared at the man as he clenched his jaw. That was a freak accident. So tell me, Beelzebub, what's your point? The devil began to laugh hysterically. <laughs> oh, please don't tell me you didn't know that the spore was there windigo. The devil said mockingly. Of course I knew. I'm still failing to see your point. Arthur spat. My point, you fool, is when you disturb the order of nature, you will always lose. He said in a low growl. But after all, it's in your nature. The devil proclaimed. What's in my nature? Arthur asked, anger filling his voice. Everywhere you go, you bring nothing but death and pain. It's what you were created for. It is your birthright. The devil said abruptly. Which brings me back to my original point. You're not here to help these creatures. You're here to help yourself. You came here to escape him. But you can never escape him. He's here. He's on your doorstep. And he has been freed. The devil growled. Which means he can finally kill me. Arthur said softly. But it doesn't have to end this way. The devil said, with empathy, filling his voice. Although Arthur knew it was a sham. My offer, that I made you in that diner all those years ago, still stands. My children are here now. Give me your soul, and I will make this go away. The devil said, with arms open. Damien. Tiberius. Rexford. James. Arthur. So many names. None of them true. But you can choose one of them and make it true. The devil said, walking closer to him. All you have to do is say the name you want, and all of this will go away. The devil said, trying to move in closer to embrace Arthur in a hug. Arthur slapped his hands away, turned around, and began to walk off. You think you can walk away? You will never be able to escape your sins. It is a sin for you to be alive. The devil shouted. Decide now. Tell me your name. Tell me your name now. Arthur stopped and turned around to stare at the devil. I will not change my past at the expense of my soul. Arthur proclaimed. And I have chosen. My name, the name I choose, is the name that was decided on my birth. Arthur shouted. For my name, my true name, is Cain. So that was Sunspot. 
Part 2 by Rando Calrissian and also featuring Rando Calrissian. Hopefully you all enjoyed this. The third and final part of the series, I believe, comes out in one week from today. So, look forward to it. It's kind of the best way to say it. Just look forward to it. Um, thank you, Rando, for voicing the characters you voiced, which would be Arthur and the Devil. Thank you, Rando, for letting me narrate the story, and thank you for writing it, my man. Uh, hope everyone's doing well, and I hope you all enjoyed this. And if you did and want to hear that last part, please hit that thumbs up button, and then hit that subscribe button, and then hit that bell icon, and then go follow me on all my social media platforms, and then, if you can and want to, support me through Patreon or channel memberships. All of this is optional, but all of it is greatly appreciated. People who do sign up for the Patreon or for the channel memberships get early access to all of my content on those respective platforms. So, if you're interested, check it out. Get some cool stuff, potentially. So, Alright everyone, hope you have a beautiful day and I'll see you on the next video, which shockingly happens to be tomorrow. Uh, there's a Valentine's Day video coming, so... Yeah, you're gonna enjoy that. <laughs> <sighs> So, see you then, and, um, sleep well.